now listening to the Seventh Rounders. Gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Seventh Rounders today, brought to you by Vizio. Um, I want to start out this episode with a quote. If you don't listen to the haters, then <laughs> wait, what is the catch? Jeez. <laughs> don't take criticism from those you wouldn't get it, take advice from. You weren't even close. You weren't even on the right track. <laughs> you were so far off, you almost threw me off. So, folks, that is today's quote. Um, we're going to start doing daily quotes. But, you know, I gave my dear friend John a call earlier uh, to go through a, a few things uh, that really just rattled me today. And that was the co- quote John left me with, and he's goddamn right. You know, don't listen to the noise if you don't respect, as they say. So yep. just keep that thought in the back of your mind. Um but enough of that. I, I want to turn to um, John Connor. We're going to put him on the spot right now. The boys were together in New York City this weekend. I didn't catch the invite. Um, they had four days of basketball to watch together, Thursday through Sunday, St. Patrick's Day, a whole smorgasbord of items. Um, how are we doing, fellas? Better. Better. Good. It was a great weekend. <clears throat> It ended with stomach failure, but we're, we've recovered. We've rebounded. Um, I'm in a good spot now. Uh, it was a it was a hell of a time though out there, um, as it always is. Connor, felt like I was playing in the tournament, just grinding uh, out day after day, <clears throat> survive in advance. We were in the trenches. We were in the trenches. We were in the trenches for, for a good 72 hours there. For a long time, at least for too long, for for um, sure. But we're we're feeling better. I'm re- I'm recovering now. We were in the trenches. The best day of the tournament had to be, I think, Friday was my favorite day. A long day at the Ugly Duckling. Um, that was the day we were definitely definitely up. Um, Thursday we started off. That was a tougher tougher slate that day. My bracket was over by five, um, but. Friday was good. Saturday, I don't really remember uh, what the gambling slate looked like Saturday for us. I remember Baylor-UNC was a wild game. I think I was definitely down that day. Connor, I think you were up. I'd, uh, <clears throat> I had a nice weekend, for sure. You did. You did uh, week. I do want to say, even though you lost, uh, your bracket got toasted, uh, Chad literally lost a, a Final Four pick on the first game. So that's pretty goddamn embarrassing. Um, I still have a full final four live in one of my brackets, uh, which wow. is stunning. Yeah. So my fatal flaw and, you know, I, I did it this year. I probably will not do it again. I did one bracket. Um, it's terrible. It's terrible. So I shot myself in the foot bad with that. I mean, it's, it's a bad bracket. No other way to put it. Yeah. My, my one bracket this year, I'm, uh, three of my four Final Four teams are already out of it. Me John too. and I are probably in the same boat. I believe we both have Texas Tech. Um, but I want to move to a little recap. You know, we had so many games this weekend. There's, It's impossible to hit on even close to all of them. So we'll start out most disappointing team um, from, you know, this past week. I'll start, and it's probably going to be unanimous in some way, shape, or form, but Kentucky – 
just a disaster against St. Peter's. Um, a shock, baffling, best way to put it. So I honestly, you know, that's, uh, yes, that's that's definitely a pick, but I think mine is Iowa. Um, they were terrible. They, I think Richmond led that entire game. Iowa comes in hot off the Big 12 or the Big 10 championship win. Richmond really had no business being in this field. Um, you know, with, with a St. P- at least St. Peter's is in the sweet 16. Now they're making some noise. They're going on a run. They're the Cinderella. So I give Kentucky some points back for that. Iowa inexcusable. Fran McCaffrey can't get out of the first weekend. Um, it's, it's bad. It's bad out there. They can't, they can't win in March at all. It's, it's bad. So I thought that was, um, that was probably my biggest disappointing team there. I mean, Richmond after, what, 30 the next game? Yeah, I mean, R- Richmond got boat raced uh, two nights later. Like, that That I think shows how, how embarrassing that was for Iowa. That was a tough one. Um, and they literally were not – I don't know if they led for more than two or three minutes of game time. McCaffrey's still never been to the Sweet 16. He can't get past for the first weekend, man. It's tough. This was the Iowa team that was different, too. Yeah. Um, back to Kentucky real quick. A decent amount of Big Blue Nation kind of kind of wanting to push Calipari out, which I think is preposterous. It uh, is. With that being said, his buyout this year, I think, is something like uh, $46 million or something around there. So it won't be happening this year. That's for damn sure. But something to watch if they struggle again next year, I think. Yeah. Um, outside of that, there honestly there there weren't a ton of wild upsets. Looking through the board of the first two days, those were probably the two largest ones. In New Mexico State beating UConn, Dan Hurley's not a good coach in my opinion. I think that they they need to move on from him. I don't care necessarily if he can player development and recruiting seems to be fine, but he just I don't they never make noise when they really need to make noise. Um, I don't think he manages the late game well. I thought their assistant coach, and his my, his name is slipping me. I thought he was a much better uh, in-game coach when he was in for five, five, however long it was, that one game that Hurley got ejected uh, in February. I thought he was great. So there weren't a whole lot of upsets, though, looking through it. North Carolina is the most impressive team to me so far, um, beating Marquette by 32 and knocking off Baylor pretty convincingly. They got into foul trouble, some weird – funky shit was happening to let Baylor back into that game. But I like North Carolina and, you know, we'll touch on it later, but I like them a lot moving forward. Connor, I want to go back to something you mentioned. You said Fran McCaffrey has never been to the sweet 16. How many turn I know of one tournament win he has, does he have any tournament wins with Iowa? You just said, you know, he has one. So no, not, not with Iowa. Oh, um, I believe he has won an opening round game, but I'd have to double check. So he, 2008, he was the head coach at Siena when they were a 13 seed and beat, um, I want to say Butler in the first round, something like that. I remember that Siena team. I'll tell you what, it's pretty, I typed in Fran McCaffrey, Iowa, and the first Google suggestion is how did Iowa lose to Richmond? Dude, that was a game I remember, Connor. We were on, on your buddy's couch, and I looked at every – that was, like, my pick. I, like, put that in the chats. I was like, well – and they had – they were in my championship. But, like, your Ken Palms, your Torvix, 
Uh, like everything had him like, I think minus 12 and the spread was 10. So I was all over it. But uh, that's why they play the game. It's not done on paper or computers. So you're, you're darn right. Yeah. Uh, so he's won a tournament game with Iowa and each of their last four appearances before uh, the, the one this season, but they've never made it past the round of 32. And they just lose the round of 32 every year. He has 11 NCAA tournament appearances in total, zero Sweet 16 verse. That's like, like that's what do you got to do awful. to get over? What do you got to do to get over the hump? That's that's the age old question. They should write a book about. What you gotta, do you got to do to get over the hump? The first weekend of March Madness. You got to let your assistant coach coach the round of 32 game and just watch from the locker room or something. Man. All speaking right. Of that, I, I know speaking, John hit on his most impressive team. Um. I, you know, UNC, it's it's hard not to say. Um, but, listen, UCLA, just going to leave that there. They struggled they a little. They beat Akron by four points. They struggled a little in that first one. Then they just absolutely boat raced Mount St. Mary's. They're good. Who? St. Mount- Mary's? Yeah. You know there is a different school St. called St. Mary's Mount College. Mary's. Yeah. I I I did not mean to say Mount St. Mary's. I meant to say St. Mary's. I'm St. Sorry. Mary's College. I'll give St. Um, Peter's some love. They are my impressive yeah. impressive team so far. Yeah. Yeah. I mean definitely St. Peter's. Um outside of that, I mean you got Michigan just kind of running running through teams big win in the round of 32 against Tennessee who I had in the final four. Um but I mean at the end of the day they're an 11 seed with three or four seed talent. So can you say it's impressive when they underachieved all year? No, I don't think so. You know, it is impressive. Michigan, most Elite Eight appearances since 2013. Yeah, they do it that Fran McCaffrey and Iowa can't do, I guess. Um, not a whole lot there. TCU is my favorite bet of the first, the first, uh, the round of 64, and they won by, you know, that was an easy win. So it was good to hit my favorite play of the, the first round. Um, I was net negative there though, for sure. Uh, because of Thursday, but it wasn't by a lot. I, I, I really wasn't down a, a whole lot. Um, my, it was a manageable expense. John can relate to this. My most disappointing performance of the entire opening weekend was San Diego state blowing it like a nine point lead with about yeah, I was two Oh five. I was play. with you, man. I man, had the money that line. That one hurt a fuck ton. That was, that was a really hard one. That was Thursday. Um, yeah, that was tough. But All right. outside of that, I mean, we the the round of thirty two. Uh, any big takeaways there from you guys that we haven't touched on? Providence got a convincing win. I'm interested to see what they do here in the Sweet Sixteen. I'm really interested. Providence and Houston, I think, are very similar teams. Nobody really likes them. They're not that sexy. They just grind and they mm-hmm. win. But the only thing else i have to say about round of 32 is coach k redemption tour that is a win that is going to pole vault them to the national championship game and you heard yeah. it first duke will be in the national championship game um miami very impressive in the round of yeah. 32 against my national title pick yeah, Miami, that was one of the very few bracket picks where I had a, a double-digit seed correctly in the Sweet 16 there. Um, took them. They're a good, good team. Jim Laranega, you know, took George Mason back in the day to the Final Four. 
Do they have another run in them? I don't think so, but they look formidable. McGusty's a stud. Charlie Moore's a beast. They're a fun Isaiah team to Wong's watch. Isaiah Wong's gone over 20 points both games. <clears throat> They're a fun team to watch. Give me more Miami Hurricanes basketball. Um, outside of that, Memphis gave Gonzaga a real battle. That was a good game. Um, that was a good game. I, and I'm interested to see Gonzaga against Arkansas, which I think is a, a little bit better of a version of Memphis. And I could be off, but in terms of the athleticism and physicality, I think it's going to be a, a, a good game. Um, and you speak about Duke. Duke took a punch to the face by Michigan State. Gonzaga took a punch to the face by Memphis. Arizona took a massive right hook from TCU and came away with a win in that game. So you had top dogs getting beaten around a little bit and coming out. See who, uh, see who makes a run after that. Yes, sir. So let's get into it. Sweet 16 picks. We're, you know, we're re-bracketizing here. All right. Everyone with a clean slate. Let's do a little. No, that's not going to make any sense. Okay, let's just do it. Wait, one more. We didn't mention it. Iowa State has been very solid. They don't score many points, but they're stifling on defense. And Iowa State, um, let me pull their record. They're 22-12 this year. They have no losses outside of the Big 12. All 12 losses are conference losses, I believe. Yeah, that's an <clears throat> interesting matchup with Miami. But we can get Very, through. very, very. Yeah. All right, so let's start in the top. Oh, my bracket's all friggy. All right, top left. Gonzaga and Arkansas. Give me the Razorbacks. My only good portion of the bracket. Give me the Razorbacks. I like Gonzaga huge in this game. Connor's going here saying that Gonzaga will respond really well to the punch of the face. I think they win. Um, I take Gonzaga, but at plus nine, I think I do like Arkansas still to cover that. They're a solid team, and I liked them a lot this year. Although the SEC is... You know, they've lost some dogs here. <clears throat> Arkansas, last SEC team standing. Last one standing. Um, I think they're very different <clears throat> teams style-wise. Uh, Gonzaga, a bit more big man-oriented. Arkansas's just got – they're just going to press the hell out of you, run pace, great guards. It should hopefully be a fun matchup. Yes. Um, the next game up, probably my favorite game of the weekend – Number two, Duke. Number three, Texas Tech. John and Chad both had Texas Tech as a Final Four team. I'm sticking with it. Give me the Raiders. Yeah, I don't think it's a good matchup for Duke. I, I like Texas Tech here. I know Connor. I, we know where Connor's going with it, but um, I like Tech. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get off the wagon. Yeah, I mean, I <clears throat> I already have a bet on Duke as an underdog. I would assume that they'll end up closing as a favorite, just because of how many people are going to blindly bet them just because they're Duke. Um, it's going to be a rock fight, I think. We'll see if Duke... Duke's defense has been better in the tournament than it was down the stretch at the end of the uh, the year, so we'll see if they can keep that going. Yes, we will. Um, moving up, or moving down, we have number... Four UCLA, number eight UNC. Give me the Bruins. I just veteran ish team was there last year. Give me them. 
I'll take UNC on the money line here. Upset win. Um, I like the Tar Heels moving forward. They just look, they've looked really, really strong. Really, really strong. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I'm interested to see how UNC responds emotionally. I know they have a week break, but they literally almost had the biggest meltdown in tournament history. I know the refs helped them out a little bit. There were some weird things that happened. Um, but they've been hot down the stretch. Right now, uh, I'm looking at it. They have close to 60% of the money on plus three. Um, but I, I agree. I like UCLA here. I think the experience and I, I think UCLA overall has better shot makers than UNC, which this is the part of the term. I think that really starts to matter. I'm going to go devil's advocate on the thing you said there. And also going to say, this has been a pretty poorly officiated tournament. That UNC Baylor game was disgusting. How many fouls were called? The, the whistles didn't come out of the ref's mouths. Um, I think UNC took a huge couple of hooks, really got grimy and dirty there with Baylor coming back. And then to go into overtime without love, I think Baycott had four, so I don't even know if he played the whole overtime. Uh, Manic got thrown out of the game. I think someone else might have fouled out. To do all that and then to end up winning by eight or nine, actually cover the spread in overtime after you blew it, I think that's a huge, 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 huge confidence boost for them moving forward. I mean, if you're getting 30 points from R.J. Davis, I don't know if that was a career high from him, but it's going to be tough to beat UNC if he's scoring that many points. Yeah, like, you know, Love Love was unconscious before he, he fouled out, and he fouled out so early. Like, we didn't even realize how early he fouled out. I think we were still on the way to the bar, and it was halftime. Um, but, I mean, you got a guy, like, I really like UNC moving forward. We'll see. They call, could fall flat. I don't think they will. All right. We'll move on to Houston and Arizona. Give me Houston. It's a it's a small spread here. It's <clears throat> Zona minus one and a half. I kind of talked. I touched on it earlier. Houston's not a sexy team at all. But I think I got to keep riding them. I, I've been on them both rounds so far. I think I like Houston here. Um, Arizona seems a bit like a sucker play to me at minus one and a half. This is an awesome game. I'm excited for this one. It's at 9.59 on Thursday, which is just just brutal. <laughs> just you got to be kidding me how late that is. Um, I like Arizona here. I think that Arizona's got so much juice. They've got so many scores. Um, Matherin's a stud. Coloco inside's a beast. Uh, Houston's really solid. It's going to be a rock fight. It's going to be a really good game. It's going to come down to the last 45 seconds, I'd say. I want to uh, shout out. A sweat. want to shout out <clears throat> the job Calvin Sampson's done, though. You lose your best two players Incredible. this season. Uh, they seem to be playing the best basketball right now. And uh, if they win this game, it'll be the first Houston team to make back-to-back Elite Eight since Hakeem the Dream. Yeah. Wow. All the way back in the Dude, day. Fabian White and Coloco. Fabian White and Coloco matchup's going to be wonderful. I I will also – the over-under's at 145.5 right now. I know oh, yeah. Zona can score the rock, but the under's tempting to me. 
Yeah, I, I have banned myself from totals for the rest of the tournament after the uh, the three or four I took all lost uh, last week. <laughs> they always look so good on paper, don't they? They do, dude. And the line movement's always cute, and then it's just misses by 15. Anyway. All right. Villanova, Michigan. Give me Villanova big. This is my this is my favorite play. Is Villanova to win? Um, that's probably my more confident play than minus five. Um, the money line's probably too juicy. I won't I won't do money line over two hundred. But if it gets down to two hundred, I'll hit that hard. But I do like minus five quite a bit. I think that uh, Michigan's run ends. Villanova looks just like a machine right now. They're churning right when they do it. And Jay Wright, best in the business. Yeah, I uh, I I tend to agree. Five's a lot of points. I I told myself it stays there. I'm probably staying away. But I I I personally think you could argue Nova's playing the best basketball out of anyone in the field right now. Um, at least based on the the past two games. So yeah, I agree. I think I think Nova wins this, and I I think they probably cover. All I gotta say, Jay Wright versus Jawan Howard on the bench. Give me Nova by, Nova by double digits. Come hey, on, Juwan starts swinging. You never know. Might knock Jay right out of there early. Jeez. Yeah. All right. The last side of the bracket. Oh, no. We have number one, Arizona, and number nine, TCU. Wait. What, what do you do, dude? All right. Are you okay? Number one, Kansas versus, nope. <laughs> Number one, Providence. <laughs> Yo, you're done. You're done. You're done. The next game we're going to talk about is Kansas get, and Providence. Get this guy out of here. Kansas is a seven and a half point favorite. Give me Providence. I kind of like Kansas here. I think I like Providence to cover. It's just like Kansas... Struggle against Creighton. Providence is a better team than Creighton. Big East, that was a seven-point game and a 12-point spread. I think that Kansas wins a, a pants wetter. I mean, a pants wetter here. Um, I think they win this sneak one out by three, four, or five points. Wow. Wow, wow. Hate it. I love Ed Cooley, by the way. He's the man. It just and, feels like, like for whatever reason, Providence is always they're they're they have I think played the most games this year where it's been decided by less than six points. So let's just keep it rolling. They have. It's insane. They they play more close games than any team. And people always bet against them as dogs, and they they they're a machine. They do. Um, and it and that has ticked down from eight to seven and a half. So Vegas is already uh something's already going on there. It's. It's interesting, and I wonder what this does. Like, the money is in on Providence right now. Um, yeah. There's definitely sharp money on Providence. Like, early in the week, I'm interested to see what it looks like as games get closer. Is, are the sharps hitting it now? Do you want to be on the public side today and not in – Well, right now it's both. They're getting sharp action and public action. And uh, based on what I'm seeing, there's already been – you know, at least at legal books, 16,000 bets on this game. So the percentages are pretty accurate. Providence getting 64% of the, the bets and 87% of spread money right now. Hmm. Hmm. 
But then again, I, I, I truly... The tournament's very unique in that... Yeah. I, I don't know. I think, like, if you have you a feeling on a game, you gotta just you gotta just go with it. You gotta throw it out. But no, that's what I'm saying. I'm not making my betting decision based on that. I'm making it based on Providence just loves a close game, and 7.5 feels like a little too much. The this the half point too like uh, I could see it being a ten point game less than a minute. That's a prime backdoor opportunity. We'll see. That's that a good one. We will. Back to that, I I could not believe uh, Notre Dame elected not to foul. Yeah, that was nuts. That was really weird. Something weird went on there. Really, that was something really, weird. Yeah. Really, really weird. That needs to be looked into. Like seriously. There was like 14 seconds. They're only down six, and they didn't foul, and the spread was seven. Interesting. Yeah, something going on there for sure. Um, Chad, you don't get to do the matchups anymore, so we're going to move on to St. Peter's Purdue. And this is a big spread, 12 and a half. <clears throat> I really don't see a scenario. All right, first of all, talking about Purdue – I don't know how they get these seven footers every single year. They always have the. <laughs> I the refs every time Zach Eady was getting touched, whether it was a foul or not, they were calling fouls on Texas. I think they fouled out like two or three bigs. I just I truthfully don't see a scenario where St. Peter's can win this game. Twelve and a half is a lot of points. Probably a stay away for me right now. Yeah, I'm I'm in on Purdue. I just I think they're gonna overwhelm St. Peter's down low. Uh, give me Purdue big. Um, Purdue wins. No play on it right now. I, although I'll say this, Matt Painter is not great in the tournament either. Um, and I, I will not be taking Purdue minus twelve and a half. So if we get to Friday at seven oh nine, my parents are coming in. We got a dinner reservation at six. I have a couple glasses of wine, and we're looking at St. Peter's spread bet. I'll be honest. I'm rooting for St. Peter's, so that'd be awesome. I mean, it's crazy that they're the first Jersey team to make it to the Sweet 16 since, like, 2000, I believe, Seton Hall, which their head coach was their starting point guard, which is nuts. Yeah. Um, We talked about UNC-UCLA. The last game on Friday is a very interesting matchup between Iowa State and Miami. Hmm. Miami is getting... Hammer times with bets, 84% right now, minus two and a half, over under 133. I have no feel for this game at all. I don't know how to cap either teams. I do. Um, and I say that, and it'll probably be a mess. I've watched probably as much Iowa State basketball as anyone this year, and I actually made it a point the last portion of the year, probably the last five or, five or so games, to watch more of Miami because I knew nothing about them. Um, so I've gotten to grow grow a little on Miami. I think that this is Iowa State might not have enough juice for this matchup. This is this might be the one where they they drop one out of conference. Um, Miami, I think just and you said this earlier, Connor. You got to have guys you can trust to score the ball right now. I think Miami and the ACC has looked really strong, and I'm also basing a lot of this on the conferences. And you look at Wisconsin, the team that Iowa State just beat the big. Big Ten hasn't looked too impressive. Um, you know, they've got Purdue, which is, you know, they were a three. They, didn't, they beat Yale. Who did they beat second? Texas. Texas? 
Um, a team that struggled all year, quite honestly. And then you got Michigan over there. They beat um, Colorado State, which is just pretty, eh. You know, Michigan has a lot more talent there. And then they beat Tennessee. We know Rick Barnes can't win in March either. Um, and Tennessee struggled to score in the beginning of the year, and that all came back. They look like early season Tennessee. Moral of the story, I think Miami and the ACC are a little bit better. I think Miami is going to be – they're going to have too much juice for Iowa State. It took Give a long Miami. time to get there. I like Wisconsin it. Wisconsin legit couldn't score after – They couldn't <clears throat> score. Upper and went out. I think that the the like Purdue's lucky they got St. Peter's. I think they'll they'll beat them there, but like I don't think Michigan's going to get out of this round. And isn't yeah. it funny how that works though? Last year we were saying how bad the Pac-12 was. They end up getting two teams to yeah. the Elite Eight, yeah, maybe more. I'm just remembering Oregon State and UCLA off the top of my head. USC was in the Sweet 16 as well. Uh, this year we were talking about how garbage the ACC was. Yeah. And here they are with with uh, crazy. a few teams left. So three, yeah. But anyway, I like Miami minus two and a half. Feel pretty good about it. I, I just don't think Iowa State's gonna have the juice offensively to uh, to keep up all game. Kind of surprised the over unders at one thirty three. I would definitely consider the under, but I'm again terrible at totals. And also, if this game is going over, it's probably spelling bad news for Iowa State. Iowa State's only chance here, I think, is if, if they control the tempo and play Miami, slow them down. Yeah. What was the final score that Wisconsin game? They score 109 points. Like 54 total. to 48. They win ugly. Iowa State's a team that's going to win <laughs> ugly. I just think Miami's, like I said. Anyway, Chad, you got a play here? Yeah, I like Miami. Okay. And that's it for the Sweet 16. Um, then we have Elite Eight games Saturday and Sunday. And since we don't have lines for that, we will. I'll turn it over to Chad to see who's who are you picking as your Elite Eight. Um, are are we gonna start like top left and? Pretty much just did this, I think. Okay, so the first game... This should be very easy for you to regurgitate. Like We just went through all the games. Just summarize what you just said. Just give us your eight winners, man. That's all we have. Give us your eight winners, and then we're going to go to the final four. We're going to keep it easy. All right? Yep. So my eight winners are Arkansas, Texas Tech, Purdue, UCLA, Villanova, Houston, Miami, and um, Providence. Who's your final four? Just get it all out of the way here. All right. So my final four is Texas Tech will be playing against UCLA. And you know what? Give me the Bruins to go to the national title game. And then I have Miami versus Villanova with Villanova squeaking one out of Villanova UCLA national championship game. The Bruins host the trophy. Wow. I, that would be a, fun. A, one. a team west of Texas has not won since the 90s. That's the same. It all changes this year. That'd be a great matchup. <clears throat> I respect that, Chad. So you and, have Miami over Kansas in the Elite Eight, right? They play each other or yeah. just over play? It's Miami, Kansas, right? 
Yeah. Yep. I have. Um, correct. Miami over Kansas. All right, John, we'll turn it over to you. All right. I got Gonzaga and Texas Tech in the West. Texas Tech would win that matchup, go to the Final Four. In the East, I've got North Carolina over UCLA, and then Purdue over St. Peter's, and then North Carolina over Purdue. So North Carolina's in the Final Four with Texas Tech. Wow, dude, my zooming in on this bracket's been brutal. Uh, On the South, Arizona over Houston, squeak one out. And then Michigan, uh, Villanova, I got Villanova winning that. I got Villanova beating Arizona and Villanova in the final four in the south. And then the Midwest, Kansas over Providence in a close game. Miami over Iowa State. And then I got Kansas over Miami, Kansas in the final four. So my final four is Texas Tech, North Carolina, Villanova, Kansas. And then I would have... Put Texas Tech over UNC. Villanova over Kansas. Texas Tech, Villanova. Villanova's your winner. Wow. These these would be some fun matchups that, you know, you really don't see year in, year out. I would hate to go against Tech in the championship, but that just Villanova looks really good. They look really good. I feel like they play somewhat similar styles. Um, It'd be a fun game. <clears throat> All right, so <clears throat> my my elite, I got Gonzaga, I got Duke, and the uh, is that the East up top, West, West. sorry, the West up top. Um, then I have UCLA over UNC, and that's Houston's bracket, yeah, Houston's owner. Uh, it's Purdue St. Peter's. The uh, other one. Purdue over St. Peter's, and then I have UCLA over Purdue. And then I will go, I'll go Nova over Michigan. Hmm. I like Houston over Zona. And I like, you know what? I'll go contrarian. I'll take Houston to the final four. Wow. Give me Calvin Sampson. Um, some of you guys, I like Miami over Iowa State. Kansas over Providence. I have Kansas beating Miami. So Kansas, Houston, and then uh, UCLA. Or sorry. I'm getting lost now. UCLA. Duke. Okay. Duke. Yes, that's correct. Yes. And then I have Duke beating UCLA and give me Kansas to move to the final as well. Duke over Kansas. On a blue blood final. Wow. wow. Well, there you have it, folks. A lot of talk. Not many games left. It was it was a great year. It's um, not okay that we're not gonna do we're gonna save that. Save that. Save that. But Yeah. We until so, we hear one shining moment the season. Yeah, yeah. Save that. We still got plenty of action. We're in such great hands. This is such an awesome sweet sixteen. It's been an awesome year. Um, the first weekend didn't disappoint at all. It's felt like college basketball is actually back this Oh, year. it's so back. The crowds are electric. Let's fucking go. Let's have some fun this weekend. Let's get I, after it. I just got one last call. I want to shout out my guy, Matty Ice. Hell of a 14-year run. 
Mm-hmm. I uh, we're gonna miss him. Gonna be a tough year next year, but not NFL season yet. So we'll focus on that when we get to the draft end of April. For now, college basketball is king. I need Duke in the championship. Good luck. Be safe. Be responsible. Chad, try the quote one more time. One more time. If you don't, um, um, don't uh, take criticism from those you wouldn't take advice, Chad. Don't take criticism from those you wouldn't take advice from. We love you all. Good night. Thank you for listening. Production by AJ Bradbury.